Hey, just left the store. I will be there shortly. Got something for you and the baby. So I will see you in a little bit. Yeah, put the beers in the freezer. And uh, we'll have a good time. Shut the fuck up. Really? Was it worth it? Now he'll never make dinner, never again. And several people won't make it home. Texting, it can wait. No texting while driving. Brought to you by Road to Stardom Radio. Welcome, welcome everyone. This is Single Owner, Road to Stardom Radio, Six Five Radio. We're going to have a great show today. What's up, Missionary Ken? Well, last I knew, the sky, the stars, the sun, the moon, but I'm doing great. <laughs> so, Six hasn't joined us yet, but we're going to get started anyway. So... If you've been watching the news lately, see that the gov that the Republicans have ousted Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. They ousted him out after Ruth. What's her name? I can't. Um, trying to think. Um, The former, I can't remember who the former speaker was before Kevin McCarthy took the spot, but the Republicans put him in that spot. You talking and about Nancy Pelosi, darling? Hello, Ruth. Yeah, is it Nancy Pelosi, darling? No, she's on the Democratic side. Oh, okay, you're talking about the Republican side. Okay, sweetie. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi is Democratic side. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries took her spot. Hakeem Jeffries out of New York City took her spot. Um, I can't remember who was the Republican side. I can't remember. I don't know if it was a male or female. I can't remember. But Kevin McCarthy, the Republicans put Kevin McCarthy in his spot, and now they have ousted him out of his position. And that's crazy. That that's crazy. You put him in that position, and then you're gonna oust him out. That doesn't make any kind of sense to me. That doesn't make any kind of sense to me that you would put someone in the position and then oust them out because they're not doing what you want them to do. That's basically what it boils down to. You know. Most of the people that's in the Republican Party are Trumplicans, you know. It doesn't make any sense. So let's pull up the, I'm going to pull up the articles so we can tell the people more about it. 
because I'm not a person who watches the news, well, the national news. I get my news from other sources because I don't trust the national news when they're reporting on stuff. So it says here. Why don't you re- Why don't you trust the, the national news? I mean, how do we know what you're about to read? Where, where's your source? Where, where's your source for tonight? Where's it coming from? This huh? is coming from People Magazine. If you must know. People Magazine. Oh. oh, oh, and once you get a Snickers while you're at the checkout, huh? There's other sources that have talked about this. But yeah, you're reading like people. That. That's the that's the publication. That's not no viable so source for news. Talk about this. Let me um, hear. Didn't you hear me, lady? That's not a viable source for news. That's a publication, a magazine. It is so a pub. It is so viable news. <laughs> so it says here, McCarthy reportedly won't seek. Speakership after historic removal. Rep Matt Gates F Rep Matt Gates's efforts to remove House Speaker Kevin McCarthy were successful as the GOP civil war continues to rage in Congress. Says eight public eight Republicans voted for removal. So eight out of all the Republicans that are in, the eight of them voted him out. Out of all those Republicans, only eight voted him out. It says Maggie, it says so. It says it was the first time in U.S. history that a House Speaker was voted out of the position. It says Gates the outspoken Florida Republican who dealt with a barrage of scandals since being elected in 2016 has been a consistent antagonist of McCarthy. On Monday night, Gates announced he would be filing a motion to vacate that, if successful, would remove McCarthy from his post. McCarthy and his allies could have handled Gates' motion in a few ways, but to hold a vote, the table and table it on Tuesday afternoon. If it had been successful, it would have killed Gates' motion and allowed McCarthy to retain his speakership. It failed with the level with Well, the they're not going to get him out of office. Okay? Listen, listen to me. They're not going to get him out. Only eight voted against. Let me finish you know, what listen. I am reading. Let me finish. Then you can give your opinion. Well, hurry up. Because later that afternoon, a final vote passed, ending McCarthy's speakership. Eight Republicans joined with 208 Democrats in support of the measure too close to close out the proceedings. What Steve Womack of Arkansas, who was presiding over the House, said the Office of Speakers of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. Gates defended his action in a speech prior to the final vote, saying chaos is, chaos is Speaker McCarthy. Chaos is somebody who we cannot trust 
with their words. Sources close to McCarthy told reporters that he would not seek the speakership again. Gates' Gates's move came after McCarthy agreed to over agreed over the weekend to support a funding bill that averted a government shutdown. On Monday, Gates also accused him of cutting a secret deal with Democrats who fund Ukraine's military in a fight with Russia. Gates and other hardliners object to such funding. The Florida congressman has also accused McCarthy of spinelessness, saying the Speaker loses his lunch money in every negotiation with the White House. McCarthy, meanwhile, has insisted that Gates' issue with him as personal and has little to do with politics or policy. Speaking to reporters Tuesday morning, McCarthy attempted to project confidence, citing the other challenges he had overcome during his rocky leadership tenure and posting Bring It On to social media. McCarthy could have negotiated with Democrats for their support in order to see that he kept the position, but he did not telling CNBC Tuesday morning that Democrats will decide whether they're going to do and he and we will live with whatever happens. Gates, however, reached out to Democrats to try and ensure their votes against McCarthy. After a lengthy Democratic caucus meeting on Tuesday morning, the party's leadership said it would not be voting to step in to help McCarthy and Interest, Democrats abandoned him as well. There was little love for him among the minority party. Following his launch of an impeachment inquiry into President Biden without a floor vote and his defense of former President Donald Trump in the aftermath of the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot. So, so, so they the impeachment inquiry on Biden, but really everything that they were trying to appease Biden for is because of his son Hunter. The one thing about it, Hunter knows about that computer. He knows. Okay? It doesn't you cannot matter. It doesn't yeah. matter what Listen. Biden knows. Being what happened with his son, he wasn't in the You cannot impeach him. You cannot impeach him. At the time all of this happened, he was not in office. He was not no political office at the time the stuff happened with his son. He's in there now. So for something his son did years ago when he wasn't even in political office. That doesn't the make computer. Just says you don't like the man, you do anything to try to get him out of office. So you use you use the inquiry for impeachment to try to do so, which wasn't going to work because when they go back to when Hunter did what he did. They're going to know that Joe Biden was not in office at the time that all of this happened. Been, so he has he wasn't in I've no political around. party or I've anything been for six, at the time. I've been on this. 
Hey, I've known this earth for 66 years. I know about politics. I live it. I breathe it. You can't sit up here and tell me that they can. Hunter's wrong. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. You're wrong. You know jack about politics. Where's your other co-host at? Because I don't... I'm not going to sit up here two hours and just listen to you talk. Where's everyone else at? Oh, we have Missionary Ken on the line. You want to talk to Missionary Ken? I, you're not going to sit up here and tell me that Hunter Biden is not going to get in trouble. Hunter Biden will get in trouble, but you cannot impeach the president when he wasn't in power for such a time. Yes, you can. Hunter Biden did what you he can. did. So what? I have the same name as as Russell Simmons, but you see, Russell Simmons got himself in some trouble. That don't mean because I have the same name as Russell Simmons that I wasn't part of it. I, I'm not gonna listen to you for two hours. I'm rough. Oh well, and that's your business. You're on my show. I'm not on I'm rough and tough. And there's nobody gonna talk to me and back me down. No one. You're on my show. I'm not well, here. Unfortunately, I don't know I much don't... about politics myself, so I can't get an I opinion one way or another. I'm just. I dare this, somebody this what, to sit up. This is what the big news story is of as of right now. So I'm just sharing it. I get it. We are not into politics like that. I'm just sharing it. And what the said is that Kevin McCarthy, one of the reasons why they wanted him out of there is because he's the one that started the inquiry to impeach Biden about what his son did. But Biden was not not anywhere at the time that his son did what he did. So you cannot impeach him. Hunter Biden. So, another big thing that happened in the news. I'm rough and I'm tough. Higher ups at the Pentagon just got let go of their job. Because for 20 years at the Pentagon, they were having illegal dogfights. For 20 years at the Pentagon, the higher, some of the higher ups, not gonna say all, was getting together and having illegal dog fights. Now, Missionary King, you are a person who owned the dog. How do you feel about hearing that that people at the Pentagon were having illegal dog fights with dogs? And get this missionary kin, so so they wouldn't get caught. They would electric. They would take jumper cables and electrocute the dog so it would stop their heart and they would die. That there's animal cruelty. They should have had their butts thrown in jail for that. They are going to jail now because they the ring just got busted. But this was going on for twenty years. Nobody knew it until now. I'm going to pull up the story 
Hey, good evening, everyone. Hey, hey, Road. Hey, Missionary Wolfgang. How y'all doing? Welcome to Six and Road, everybody. How's everybody doing this evening? Doing pretty good. Doing good. How you doing, buddy? Doing okay. What, who, the, who the hell was that uh, a couple of minutes ago yelling at you? I don't know who that was. Uh, you need some manners. You need some manners, sir. It's okay to voice your opinion, but don't yell at the host. Wow. Plus, he kept interrupting Road too. I didn't like that either. Well, I, I wish somebody would have stepped in and said something. So, so here, here we, here goes. It says. Pentagon officially charged with participating in dogfighting rings. And this is a black person. Oh, it figures. It figures. It figures. That doesn't make any sense. Rough and tough. Doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to read the article. Hear that? Black. Say more about this situation. Wasn't, wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm not black. Stupid. So, Go ahead, finish reading. Hurry up. Okay, gentlemen. Uh, what is your name? Barry. Barry? Yeah. Okay. We like to respect each other on this, this show, so can you please uh, control yourself a little better. Is it a public show? Aren't you supposed to voice your opinion? Yes, when it's your time, but be respectful. We we welcome you to voice your opinion, but don't talk over the host if he's trying to explain stuff. Is there any other men on here? I'm the station manager, and if we keep having the interruptions, I can mute your mic. Your dis- your your choice. Give a woman an inch and take them out. So let's let's get back into the show. Um, so it says Frederick Douglass Moorfield Jr., sixty-two of Arnold, Maryland, was a deputy chief information officer for command, control, and communications for security of defense, chief information officer, court records. And Morfield's LinkedIn page show he was arrested and charged with participating in a dogfight ring in the Washington, D.C. area for more than 20 years, federal authorities disclosed. So he is a senior member of the Department of Defense communication staff, and he's been arrested. And it says in in the D.C. area, more than 20 years, federal authorities disclosed Monday the ring regularly trained dogs for fights, that ran thousands of dollars in debt, and that on the outcomes and executed dogs that that didn't die during matches, court records state. So in these fights, if the, the dog that lost probably, you know, died after having the fight. But 
they would kill the ones that didn't die after having the fight. It says, <clears throat> Frederick Douglass, Moorfield, Jr., 62. Says Evan, okay, I'm not going to, it says, he was arrested Thursday on a charge of promoting and furthering animal fighting venture along with a longtime friend who allegedly admitted his participation in dog fighting, Mario D. Flight, 49 of Glen, Glen Burnie, MD, investigators found battery jumper cables, which allegedly were used to execute dogs at Moorfield's house, along with five pit bull-type dogs at his house and five pit bull-type dogs at Flight's house, court record show. The FBI, the Department of Agriculture, and other local and federal agencies raided both houses on September 6th. According to a federal affidavit, finding weighted collars and heavy metal chains used to increase fighting dog strength. Authorities said they also found an apparatus that is used for involuntarily inseminating female dogs and stains consistent with blood stains from dog fights. Both men were released after being arraigned. Says Lieutenant Commander Tim Gorman, a Pentagon spokesman, said in a statement on Monday that the Defense Department was aware of the criminal complaint filed against Moorfield in Federal District Court in Baltimore. Says we can confirm that the individual is no longer in the workplace but we cannot comment further on the individual's personal matter. Gorman said he did not say if Sir has been suspended, terminated, or allowed to retire. An affidavit written by FBI Special Agent Ryan C. Daly indicated that authorities had been investigating the dog fighting ring, which called itself the DMV Board, for years. Nine fellow dog fighters were indicted in Virginia last year, and eight have pleaded guilty and cooperated with investigators. Members exchange, members communicated on the Telegram messaging app about training fighting dogs, exchanging videos, arranging fights and wages, and comparing methods of killing dogs who lost fights, the affidavit states. Online and that's why black online black people should not own dogs. They don't need them. Show that Morfield had been involved in dog fighting since at least at least 2002. Daily wrote the evidence of Morfield's training for fights or refereeing other owners' dog fights was found periodically over the years, including extensive messaging lining up fights and prize money. Evidence indicated some fights occurred earlier this year, despite the arrest of others in the ring, and that Moorfield and Flyce were experimenting with different types of performance-enhancing drugs to improve their chances of winning dog fights. You have this a is why good government job. Dogs. You had a good government job for for over twenty years, and you go and mess it up with having a dog fighting ring. That's why they don't need dogs. Ridiculous. 
Missionary Ken, what do you think about this? That point was made very well right there. They don't need dogs, should be allowed to have dogs, and, hey, maybe treat them like those dogs and see how they like it. That's right, brother. Blacks don't need dogs. That's right. He agrees with me. He didn't say nothing about blacks not needing dogs. He just said they don't need dogs, meaning everybody who is a part of that thing don't need to be allowed to own dogs. Blacks did not own dogs. No. This is crazy. What I mean is anybody who does that, anybody who does that doesn't need to have a dog. I agree with you, Missionary King. Anybody who's, who's treating animals this cruel should be locked up in jail. That dog ain't do nothing to you for you to treat that dog that way. A dog fight. Seen in movies where they, said, they done it. You said he was black. I've seen you it in movies it. where they've done cop fights. With black. Kids. And I say black people said no dog. So where even go for so I can. They said, "Oh, I know dinner. with the dogs is probably worse than than having two chickens fight each other or two roosters fight each other. I'm sure it's worse with a dog. Like you think that you 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 don't like dogs that much that you will have fights to harm the dog. They probably were making a lot of money." Because they said he was the one putting the fights together. You know what I'm saying? So there probably was an entry fee to get your dog into the fight. And whatever whatever the, the pile was at the end, whoever won got that money. So the entry fee could be, depending on how many many dogs were in the fight, the entry fee could be $1,000. So he puts up 1000 the other person puts up a thousand. They fight. The dog wins. He gets two thousand dollars. Well, it seemed like you all would have learned with Michael Vick. You all should have learned that. Michael Vick wasn't fighting dogs. It was black man. Black man fighting dogs. Michael Vick. A black man. Michael Vick took accountability of what he did with the dog. Isn't it black? I don't. He's black, right? So he's black. He's black. He took accountability of what he did when it came to and, that dog. And the guy in the Pentagon the, the is black too. Behind, the real person behind the dog fight wasn't even Michael Vick. It was his cousin. And because it, it was all Michael us. Vick's property, he's the one that got in trouble for it. Well, I tell you what. I bet you a black man doesn't own this nation. I bet you that. What? Yeah. I bet you a black man. I've had enough. You're giving me a headache. Who are you? I don't care. (laughs) 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 So, like I said, with Mike Vick, in this same situation with Mike Vick, it wasn't him who was doing the dog fighting ring. It was his cousin. 
But because of who he is, he's the big celebrity, the big NFL football player. It got all put on him, and he took accountability for it because he went to jail for it. But once he got out of jail, that's all people saw Michael Vick as, saw him as the per- the dogfighter. That's all they saw him as. Now his life has his life has did a three hundred and sixty, but some people still see him as the dogfighter. So you know when stories like this come up, they they're always going to bring his name up in this in this in it. You know he 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 doesn't do it. He's not allowed. I don't think he's allowed to ever have dogs ever again. I'm sure this person is going to have the same treatment where he's not going to be ever allowed to own a dog. So even if his kids want a dog, he cannot purchase a dog. But in Mike, Michael Vick's case, it was his cousin who who started the, the dog fighting ring. Michael Vick was just breeding dogs. He had the dog kennel. He was breeding dogs. And his cousin decided, oh, we're going to do a dog fighting ring. But as as a person of celebrity status or, or in a high up position, you should know that doing something like this is going to mess, with, mess up your career. He's been with the Pentagon, they said, for 20 years, so they don't know if the Pentagon fired him, if the Pentagon suspended him, or if the Pentagon let him retire. So if the Pentagon let him retire, he gets all his benefits, his retirement benefits. If they terminate him without his benefits, he gets nothing. That means all that all that money that was in the 401k, uh, your pension money, you don't get none of that if they let you go without that. That means he would have to start all over in a career, in a new career, and it's not going to be anything like that. Crazy, too. I get it. People want to make extra money, but dog fights, any kind of animal fight, is not a good idea to do just to make extra money. Yep, it's not a good idea. Where I see it, if they want to fight so much, why don't they get their own butt in the boxing ring and see, let someone pound on them, see how they like it? That's right. That's right. I agree with you, brother. He will lose. Right. Because if you're not, if you're not, if boxers train before they have a fight, they train. So if you don't train, they do have, they do have fight clubs where it's street style fighting. It's not like. You train with a trainer, like in boxing, it, they have their own rules in the fight club. Wow, wow. And the one thing this is a, in fight a pretty club, interesting show here tonight. Um, and the one thing about fight clubs is you can't talk about fight clubs. 
So if you're inside, yeah. you can't talk about it. Barry, we thank you for calling, but uh, we do hope you get a little bit nicer. Um, and I keep you. I keep hearing you making references of uh, black people. I mean, what, you got a problem with 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 black people? Is everybody still there? Yeah, everybody's still here. So we're going like to prejudice. That ain't right. So we're going to hello. Yes, everybody's still here. I can hear you, Nicole. That's somebody mute. Hello. Give me my damn mic. So we're going to share some good news. Because 15 years old. I'm going to start yelling. We're going to start sharing some good news right now. I'm rough and, and I'm tough. It says 15-year-old boy graduates from U.S. University before finishing high school, breaks Martin Luther King's record. It says 15-year-old boy named Cameron Ray has earned an associate's degree in art from the from the Cuyoga Community College, Ohio, despite still being a high school student. Cameron... Cameron Ray, who is a student at the Warrensville Heights High School, Ohio, enrolled in Cuyahoga Community College through the Ohio College Credit Plus program, which allows high school students to earn college credits at community colleges. In 2019, the 15-year-old Cameron Ray graduated from the university while he was still a high school junior. Everyone is usually pretty surprised when I tell them I'm only a junior in high school, Ray said. Cameron Ray, who later graduated from high school in 2021, has set his ambitions to enroll at Cleveland State University, Ohio, to pursue his dream of becoming a film director. I've learned that's that's the best thing in life you'll be fearful of, but you've got to push yourself and get acquainted, Ray said. At Scholarship Region, we keep track of scholarship opportunities around the world to inform and remind you whenever it is available. We We share a lot of opportunities in our WhatsApp group. Join the group using this link. So I, I'm proud of this young man. You see this white boy? That's right. That's right. One of us. One of us. You know, a lot of people, you know, don't like school, period. For him to to have the mindset to say, I'm going to go to college. You know why? Because he's white. Always thinking ahead. That's fine. See the difference? I, I, white versus black. See the difference? White. So, yeah, I come in this show at 15. See the difference? When I was 15, I was... I'm, I'm, 
Who's making all that noise? Uh, Wolfgang, I'm going to need you to kind of help me out here because I, I can't keep dealing with this dude by myself. What we need to do is just mute his mic because, boy, he's big-time prejudice, and that's not the way we hear on the Six Eyes Radio Network. We we you're, like you're all one, people. You're, you're one of me. You're we're the same. Doesn't matter, boy. Uh, God says we're all made of one blood, and it doesn't matter. We all came from the blood of Adam. That's right. You don't got to yell it. You don't have to yell at me like that. We're the same. Get over it. Well, what do you? Well, you heard the story. The kid going to college. The black guy is fighting dogs. Now, what do you say about that? Hey, doesn't matter if he's black, white, green, or purple. Hey, if he achieved that, hey, I'm glad for him whether he's black, green, or purple. What do you think about that? Well, I guess it's okay. Mr. Well, black or white? Uh, Barry, we, we got to move on. We got to not be arguing back and forth from this little thing. We got to move on. Let's say congratulations to Anthony Nessie. He is the first black U.S. Olympic swimming head coach. No way. No way. The first what? If you be quiet, I will repeat what I said. You got an attitude. See? Black women have attitudes. So he's saying congratulations to Anthony Nessie. He is the first black U.S. Olympic swimming head coach. No way. No way. First black coach? No way. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Sir, I listen, listen, uh man. We are a Barry, uh, we are a non judgmental station. You're welcome to come here to any of the shows, but please I mean, you, you've been making this all about color since since I've got on here, and I don't know what happened before I got on here, but can, we all love each other. It's, it's not about color here. So can you please be respectful? And that's your last warning. Now, who's this broad talking to me like that? Now, I'm not going to set up. Look. I caught this show. Okay, so listen, I'm done. Nobody, I'm rubbing on top. Okay, you guys can continue with the show. We're done with him. Hallelujah. Mute that mic. So, okay. <laughs> So, 
in the world today. I usually get like articles coming down my time. We have a lot of background noise. Somebody's moving around. Well, you're enjoying Six and Road here on the Six Eyes Radio Network. Phone lines are open, 424-243-9617. Are you guys still there? Uh, Yes, they're here. So what happened to Barry? I don't know, and I don't care. Oh, you guys are okay. Okay, I'm fine. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, Barry's yeah, gone. Thank God. He's We're annoying. not promoting that. that. Barry's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just didn't like the prejudicial statements. We're all equal, every race. I mean, that that upset. Well, I I, I thought we could could convert them and, and change them. Uh, so maybe, here's a, I don't know. Here's maybe a, have a so here's a sports story coming out of CNN. It says Simone Biles makes history on opening day of qualifying at the World Artistic Gymnastics Championships. It says Simone, Simone Biles announced her return to the world stage in some style on Sunday as she fifth in first place in the women's all-around qualification at the 2023 World Artistic Gymnastics Championships and became the first woman to land the Yurchenko double pike vault at international competition. Bow stepped up to the vault, launched high into the air, twisting an angular blue blur, and landed with just a single backward step to make history. That feat ensured the skill will now be named the Bows too, in honor of the 19-time world champion, making it her fifth named element. A high difficulty skill historically only done by men. The element is a round off going wow. to the springboard, followed by a back handspring onto the vault pin table, ending with a pike double backflip in the air to landing. She posted Ooh, she an bad. all around score of 58.865 to sit in first place at the end of her qualifying session. And in commanding position to reach all four individual finals and the all-around final later in the week. Go ahead, Queen. Go ahead, Queen. Man. Man, that's beautiful. Now, that's beautiful right there. That is beautiful. I agree, Six. Yes, yes, Ruthie. That you know, I, I don't understand why people just make everything of of color. 
just a piano is it, together, black and white keys. Right. You play them separate. It's not that not that great. If you play them together, you make beautiful music. Amen to that. You know, so I don't. Uh, people need to take a page, and may, maybe uh, Mr. Barry will call back in, and um. Uh, no, we need not. You know, Barry call back in. Maybe next week he'll have a you know a better attitude. I I don't know. You know, this is why we have to pray and uh, check our mentals, and uh, we we didn't do that. Uh, so my mental is two thumbs up and two paws up for trumpet. And also, uh, before we do that, before we check with the rest of the mentals, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So please, men, women, make sure you get your mammograms. We want you to be around. So October is Breast Cancer. Awareness Month. We are here at the Six Eyes Radio Network and Road to Stardom Network Care. So please get the mammogram. And also, October is Blindness Awareness Month. So many people suffer from many various um, variations of sight loss. So the National Blindness Foundation wants you all to make sure you're checking for glaucoma. Um, and wearing goggles because a lot of accidents happen during the simplest of tasks, uh, chemical splashes. You know, somebody used bleach and it splashes. That's actually why they made splash splashes bleach. Splashless bleach. Say that four times fast. Splashless bleach. Because people were getting chemical uh, splash and, and, and getting blinded by that. So uh, just be careful when you're doing household chores. Uh, make sure you don't have any kind of uh, flavicles, uh, aerosols in your trunk because that's what happened to Mark Curry. Uh, you know, and just be careful. Cooking. Um, another uh, thing that happens, uh, people cooking food, taking the pot off and the steam hitting, hitting their eyes. Taking popcorn bags out the microwave and opening up the steam and the steam hits your face. You cause blindness like that as well. Um so it's little freak freak accidents that can happen too, outside of eye disease. So just take care of those eyes. We here at Road to Start Radio and Six Eyes Radio Network cares. October is National Blindness Awareness Month, and October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Thank you. Now back to Six and Road. Yeah. So like Six said, please get the mammograms. You may seem fine today, but tomorrow may be a different story. Yeah, and you you know how well it's it's both near it's it's near and dear to all three of us. That you know, my sister, your mom, and and uh, Mama Tyler, Mikhail's mom. My so mom I, was a definitely breast, know what my my mom was a breast cancer survivor. Uh huh. Another form of cancer in her body which is multiple myeloma. And that... Oh. But she survived breast cancer. There you go. There you go. Yeah, your mom was cool. Your mom was cool. She was cool. Like, what y'all doing? This is why we... This is why we say get your your mammogram, because if they detect it early, you... 
you can get radiation to keep it you can get rid of it, and you will be cancer-free if they detect it early. If you wait, yeah, I don't know. the more progressive, yeah. the, the farther in stage you will be. So if you detect it early, you you can save your life to be cancer-free. Instead of testing your body, by the time you get it checked, you may be at stage four. Yeah, well, who's doing all that moving around? Because it's interrupting the show. So you, you, you guys hear on oh, my Apple iPhone? You hear hear that? You also Apple. may have metastatic breast cancer. Yeah, y'all don't hear that? I don't know if you want to hear that. No, I don't hear. I don't hear anything. Don't nobody hear all that moving around. I don't hear anything. I hear like a crunching noise. I don't know where it's coming from, but I'm I'm sitting still. I'm sitting still, so. Well, I mean, most people are on um, other phones besides Apple, and I get it. I get it, you know, so it's okay. Stop it. Stop. Stop. So let's finish. I'm just saying. Many women. I'm on an Apple. Because if you have metastatic breast cancer, you know, they 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 chop. Well, I won't say chop. I won't use the word chop. But you do have, you get the surgery, and they remove your breast. It's called a mastectomy. I know what it's called, but I'm just. For the listeners. For the listeners, they need to know what it's called. It's called a mastectomy, and if you have both, it's called a double mastectomy. I know what it's called, but you have people. It's it's not about you. We we we're doing a show for the world, I, for the listeners. It's not about you. About me, I'm saying, even though we're giving you the correct medical term, there are people who still don't understand, even if you say the correct medical term. That's why if you stayed in the way that they would understand, it still means the same thing. Well, my mom had a mastectomy, and she had her right breast removed, and she died of breast cancer. So I can't fool around with mine either. Because it comes, even though you, you may get checked and they take out, the tumor that's causing the breast cancer, it can come back. This is why when most women who are diagnosed go the the go the route of getting a mastectomy on both breasts so that it won't have a chance of coming back. Well, I don't understand. Uh, you know, when I when I talk to the oncologist with my father, I don't understand. Okay, so you got radiation treatment, you got radiation treatment, but then you also have cryo. So I don't understand why they can't isolate because if they can pinpoint where the so, tumor is with, radi- with the radiation, if they can pinpoint where the tumor is with the radiation, they should be able to go in there and freeze the area. With, with cryo, they should be able to do that. 
so yes, they do, they do go in there. That's You're right. They do go in there. But you got to remember with most people with cancer, period, it spreads to, without you knowing, it spreads to other parts of your body. So in the breast area that, okay, there's cancer there. They do they do the radiation, they, they shrink the tumor, and then they freeze it and take it out. It can still come back, but it may well, not well, come back you. in your breast area. That's the point. That's the thing. So, so do you know? I've I've studied this. So here's the thing. You got okay. So we got our bodies, right? We got our bodies. You ever heard of containment? So when they biopsy it, when they biopsy that little prick, and when that oxygen gets in there. That's when it causes the metastasizing. When that, when that, when they do that little thing and that oxygen hits, that starts to metastasize it. Now they should be able to come up with another way to get fluid to see if it's cancerous or not, because that's what starts to metastasize it when that oxygen hits. They did six. I'm sure there's other ways, but they. You gotta think. A lot of these diseases that people get, the medical field makes a lot of money off of it from the medicine and from you coming in for your daily visit. We're all getting the chemo. You coming in, getting your chemo, getting your radiation, is making the hospitals a lot of money and these doctors. So, in other words, there's no cost in the cure. There, there's a there's a cure. They just don't want to put it out there because just think, right? Right. When you get a cold, they tell That's you right. what medicine to take to cure your cold, right? And you take that medicine, you're all better, no more cold. So just think of it like that. If I tell you, you take this, you take this, no more cancer or no more whatever you just sickness is, no more, me as the person either making the medicine or the per- the doctor prescribing you this medicine, if I don't, if I'm healing you, I don't need you to come back anymore. So I don't, I'm not, so you're one patient that I don't have to take care of anymore, and that's taking away the, whatever the amount of money the doctor's, are getting from you coming in, when they cure you, that stops it. So like I said, my mother has survived breast cancer, but she kept, she had to go back. So when you when you are cancer-free, right, every, in the fifth year of you being cancer-free, you come back for your checkup to make sure that... It it didn't come back, and the and the and and didn't come back in your breast if you are a survivor of breast cancer, or if you're a survivor of any other kind of cancer. In your fifth year of being cancer free, they have you come back to check that area again to see that you're still cancer free. Time mm-hmm. when going in to check, let's say the breast, they 
might notice that there's something may not be in the breast area, but there might be something there that could be could be cancerous because my mother went through that. Even though she has she had multiple myeloma, and she was dealing with that, and the medicine they was giving her was keeping it under control. But sometimes when she go get her checkup, when they check her out through the full body scan, they saw something, and they wanted to make sure that the cancer wasn't coming back. My mother is one of the people who don't like taking medicine. And for the rest of her life, for for her to keep her, her multiple myeloma at bay, she had to, the doctors told her she'll be taking it for the rest of her life. She was taking chemotherapy in pill form. She wasn't going in to get the injections like she used to. Nope, they changed it to where they give it to her in pill form so that even when she's not at the doctor, that she'll still be able to get her chemo. And other all these other medicines that go along with her taking that pill form chemo, she had to take that. And then she would go to the doctor and get checked, and they would check her numbers and her, her, her blood numbers will let them know if, if it's coming back or if it's that day where... Because the, the first doc he had... When her numbers was good, he will he would tell her, "Oh, because your numbers are so good, you don't have to take your medicine this time. But the next time I'll see you, we'll check your numbers again. If they're the same, we'll we'll keep you off. If they change, we'll put you back on." She liked when the doctor told her that that because her numbers were so good, she didn't have to take her medicine. She liked that, but. When they see that there was a spike, they was like, we have to put you back on. We don't want to take any chances. And my mother, like I said, she's not one to want to take medicine. Because not only was she taking medicine for her cancer, she was taking medicine for high blood pressure. You know, she was taking all these pills for all these that she wished she didn't have to take. And the doctor who, who, who prescribed her, her blood pressure medicine told her she's going to have to continue taking it. He's not going to take her off of it. And so that's why I'm saying with with cancer, you may have it in one area, but it it could spread somewhere else, and you may get it again somewhere else. Like my my dad, he passed away. He had some, some strange, he had some, he had cancer, but it was, some weird kind of name. I can't remember the name of the cancer he had. It was going and he was getting his chemo and all that stuff. And it it went from, it spread it from the, it went, spread it from the liver to, to it started spreading from the liver into his lungs. And, and so it doesn't matter how much well, chemo. What she's about to say? Well, the liver, the liver is right above the uh, the pancreas. Um, so I, that's I what know, I'm saying. There's over, there are over 400 different types of cancer. It's 400 right. different types. Right. 
But what I'm saying is, you can have cancer. You can have cancer of the pancreas, and it spread from your pancreas to your liver. Yeah, yeah. Because my brother, he's also passing. My my oldest brother, he passed away from cancer, and it spread it spread to his liver. It got wor- It was I think it was liver cancer, but it wound up getting worse. So it started spreading to other places, and it. Uh-huh. So the, even though the chemo may have been working, because they were it was once you know just a lever they were focused on, but once it starts to spread, now you have to think of a different option because it's spreading. Because what my dad. When it got to the liver, they where the cancerous part was in the liver, they took it out. So he was fine, but it spread to other. So they could take out the cancer in one spot and it'll come back and spread somewhere else. And this is what they know. So again, and this is for everybody that dealt with cancer. We, you know, we we lost Tony. We uh, it's uh, called this at the gospel station. Now she was a she was a cancer survivor, but you ask anybody, they tell you when they biopsy it, it's a chance for metastasizing. It doesn't happen always, but more than not. So I wish they would come up with something had that happened so much. And I'm sure they came up with a way, but like I, the medical field is like a billion dollar business. They are not going to stop. They are not going to create something to stop their billion dollars coming in. Well, if they're billion dollars, it should be billions of people still living. And I get that, but like I said, so they cure you in one area. Now they got to deal with another area. Even if they cure you in that area, it still can. Even though they cure you, it still can come back. It just won't be again. There's some people who get breast cancer more than once, even though they were in remission from it. It comes back. They get rid of I the cancer two and people, it comes back. And I knew two people that were 12-time cancer survivors. They're both gone on to glory. Sandy Crane and Tony Brookins, both were 12-time cancer survivors. And there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people who can tell you, who can give a testimony of surviving cancer, and there are some who can give you a testimony and say I survived it, but it came back somewhere else. And they can tell you that story too. And like with my mom, the medicine was helping, but she just hate taking it. I'm just like my mom. I don't like taking pills either because depending on the size of the pill, it gets it gets stuck. You know, you can you can if you don't if it doesn't go down right, you can gag on it. Well, mix it mix it up in your applesauce. There are a lot of people who don't like taking pills, so if, if they can give it to you in liquid form, people who people who don't like taking pills, 
would rather have it in liquid well, you, form. All you got to do is just let it melt in the water or or just uh, my mom let it melt didn't even like drinking water. Or eat it with applesauce. <laughs> So there are there are doctors there are I won't say doctors there are biologists uh, scientists working on cures and stuff and there are some I'm sure that probably came up with a cure but you have to get it approved any medicine that is given to the public has to be approved by the FDA. Well, they, they didn't approve. They didn't approve the COVID vaccine. So how they pushed that through? It wasn't approved by the FDA. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it, it was. It was not approved by the FDA. It was not. Yes, it was. Which, they did this, not. This, no, they did not. Listen, six. They yes, did not was. approve. It depends on which brand. It depends. Do you know how long it takes one? for? For the drug to be approved by the FDA was not it over ten years. By the FDA. It takes over ten years to get. Listen to me. It takes over ten years for a drug to be approved by the FDA. When COVID came out, they rushed that shit through. They didn't do those. They didn't do those studies on that. They rushed it through. Six. Look they it already up. had the medicine. Look it up. Look it up. How, how you gonna have medicine that just came out? Six. COVID is not new. COVID is not a new ailment. It's just, it's, COVID is not new. They just gave it a different name, so you think it's new. I There, there was a picture floating around online of a bottle of medicine that said COVID on it. And this wasn't <laughs> from now, wasn't from recent years. It was from back. Before we were even a thought in our parents, even a thought from our parents. That's why I'm telling you, a lot of this stuff, a lot of these, like, diseases and stuff that you hear about now, they've been out before. It just wasn't as a big thing as it is now. COVID has been around before, right? It just wasn't as big as it is now. So they didn't need, they didn't need, back then, they didn't really need the medicine. Now people are dying from it. Yes, they need the medicine. Why? It's already been approved. This formula for the COVID medicine has already been approved by the FDA. It's because it's been around for a long time. We just ain't have the need for it. Right? A lot of these medicines have been around. We just didn't have the need for it until now when when the COVID situation happened. You see it's called COVID-19. Um, and they gave it, what's the other name that it's called? Corona. Right. 
right? So this one this one thing has two two different two names to it. Right? We call it COVID, we call it corona. This that's why even if the if we didn't hear the FDA approved it, why do you think Johnson and Johnson got in trouble with their version of it? Because their version wasn't working. They tested it. It just was it just wasn't working like it was supposed to. So they made Johnson Johnson stop what they stop giving out the medicine and fix their problem. It was already all of them were approved. You see now when when we say oh I got COVID, you don't hear nobody say I got the coronavirus. They they stopped calling it corona and now they just call it COVID because we already had the medicine for it. And all you got as a, if you're if you're a scientist, a biologist, a scientist, all you gotta do is get a old the old the old medicine. That they had, all you gotta do as a scientist get an old, you get the old medicine. Have the 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 computer tell you what the formula is to the medicine, and recreate what was already created. Just created better than what it when it was created the first time. That's I don't know who's break dancing built in the house. I don't know what's going on. I don't hear what you're hearing, so I I know you don't. I'm gonna put myself on mute to see if I hear what you're hearing. Okay. I don't hear it right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You sound a lot better now. <laughs> so what happened? Okay. I the only thing I heard putting my ear closer to the speaker of the phone was a little bit of static, uh, but I didn't hear nothing else. Well, this 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 sounds good right now, so stay like that. So, let's have some fun and let's do some trivia as we always do when we do six in rows. Well, I, I, yeah, and I got all of it right last week. It, it's really I know you did. It. No, you didn't. No, you did. You didn't yes, get I did. all of it. You didn't get everything. The, the music question. Yes, I did. So I'm going to pull up some trivia. The music quiz. I got all of it right. Let's see here. I'm the best. Pull up Who the wants trivia. to challenge me? Bring it. Music trivia. Who wants to challenge me? Bring it. Okay, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got here. Eric. 
here we go. Here's the first question. Here's the first question. I'm going to read the question. I'm going to give you multiple choice. And then whatever, whoever tells, whoever answers it first, that's what answer I'm putting in. And then I will read what, if it's wrong, I will read what the correct answer is. So here we go. <laughs> the pen name of which American writer means two fathoms deep. The pen name of which American writer means two fathoms deep. For your multiple choice, you have Mark Twain, O. Henry, O. Henry, George Orwell, and Richard Bachman. So George got... Orwell. George Orwell. What are you doing? The road, what are you doing? We can't hear you. We cannot hear you. Well, if you haven't done so already, please join the six Did you hear the question? I have myself on mute. I'm no, no. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read the question again. I thought I took myself off mute, and I didn't. Hold on. Okay, the question is, pen name of which American writer means two fathoms deep? Is it Mark Twain? O. Henry, George Orwell, Richard Bachman. George Orwell. Going with okay. The correct answer is Mark Twain. Okay. It says, like many of history's literary greats, Mark Twain, whose real name was Samuel. Langhorn Clemens used several pen names during his illustration writing career. He experimented with various aliases such as Thomas Jefferson, Snodgrass, Sergeant Fathom, and Josh before ultimately embracing the maritime term Mark Twain, which signifies a deep, which signifies a depth of precisely two fathoms of 12 feet. Terms held significance as a call used by riverboat pilots to indicate safe navigational waters, and it is widely believed that Twain chose this pseudonym as a nod to his experiences working on the Mississippi River. Mm. 
Like you didn't get that way. Let's go to the next one. Okay. All right. Here's the next one. Then. Oh, this is a sports question. I don't know if you're going to get this. Which NFL team scored 70 points last week, the most in an NFL game since 1966 in a route of the Denver Broncos? Was it the Dallas Cowboys, Miami Dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, New York. There is no New York team on here. Oh, uh, uh, I said Cowboys, I Dolphins, Eagles, Chiefs. Uh, the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. I could tell you already, you got it wrong. I was. I about the sports. Is the Miami Dolphins? So wow, the Miami wow. Dolphins became the first team since 1966. To score 70 points in a single game and a 70-20 to 20 win over the Denver Broncos last Sunday in one of the most lopsided games in NFL history. The Dolphins scored 35 points in each half and piled up 726 yards of total offense. It was the most points that any NFL team has scored since Washington scored 72 against the New York Giants in 1966. Miami had the chance to break the NFL record when they moved into field goal range but opted to kneel instead of kicking a field goal from the Broncos' 28-yard line. I didn't watch that game, even though I like I liked the Dolphins. I didn't watch that game because I was watching another game. But, damn, <laughs> To score 70 points in an NFL game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that is a wow. That is a wow. So here's another, let's, let's see. Here's another one. <laughs> Put your mouth on the phone. Like, we can't hear you. Okay, we're not going to do that one. Here we go. Here's another one. It is loading. Oh, this is history. So, let's see if you know your history. <laughs> the longest government shutdown in U.S. history lasted 34 days during the administration of which U.S. president? The longest government in U.S. history lasted 34 days during the administration of which U.S. president? Was it Ronald Reagan, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama? Bill Clinton. But that's what you're going with. I have to go with that. The answer you gave, and it's wrong. This this would have been easy for you. 
It was Donald Trump. It should have been easy for you. Says the longest government shutdown in American history lasted 34 days and occurred during the administration of President Donald Trump. The shutdown lasted from December 21st, 2018 to January 25th of 2019 and forced hundreds of thousands of federal employees to either be furloughed or work for weeks without pay. Trump's demands for funding a war along the U.S.-Mexico border were vehemently opposed by Democratic lawmakers leading to the government shutdown in the end. President Trump agreed to reopen the government without getting the money he wanted for the wall. So all that happened because he wanted to put up a wall <laughs> between the U.S. and Mexico because he was tired of them coming across the border illegally into the country. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. another government shutdown is about to happen again because Republicans can't get it together. I think your phone about to shut down the way you saw. <clears throat> what the phone? I am not dancing. Well, it sounds like it. Stay there. Sit down and have a drink. So here's another question. So this is about birds. It says flamingos are naturally what color when they're born? Is it gray, pink, yellow, red? Flamingos are naturally what color when they are born? Gray, pink, pink, yellow, red. Pink. So you're going with pink. That's right. Got a aunt that, uh... Wrong. That is wrong, wrong, wrong. Now, this is the answer. So flamingos initially were born with dull gray feathers eventually transform into their iconic pink hue thanks to their unique diet for flamingos. The phrase, you are what you eat, holds more truth than it might for humans. Flamingos are pink due to the presence of pigments in the food they consume. The bright pink color of flamingos comes from beta-carotene, a red-orange pigment that's found in high amounts within the algae. Brine fly larva and brine shrimp that flamingos eat. As flamingos assume more of these pigmented organisms, feathers gradually become pinker over time. Oh, uh, yeah. So when they're born, they are gray and then they turn pink. So there's some new music out. 
Come on, buddy. The new music we the new music that is out now. We have an artist by the name of Georgia who has new music out. Her album is called Falling or Flying. Neo has new music. His single is called Link Up. Okay. Six Flat, that's a, a hip-hop artist. He has new music out. And it's called Homicide. You have another artist called Cleo Soul. Her album is called Gold. An artist by the name of Kenyon Dixon. His album is called The R&B You Love. Okay, so there's an artist by the name of Samoose. His song uh-huh. is called Moonlighting. Moonlight. It's just his name is just common spelled backwards. Well, his very the Rick Rick, the Rick Rick has a new song coming out called Pizza. And I will be in the studio making a song called Peanut Butter. Uh, I'm very ex- hello, very excited about this project. I mean, this project here, I've eaten a whole jar of peanut butter. And I think now it's time to go in the studio and record this song, Peanut Butter. Oh, okay. Uh, Hello, let me finish. If anybody would like to buy me a jar of Jif peanut butter, uh, that's the only peanut butter I eat. Okay? You should already have peanut butter. Well, well I, I ate the, the jar. I got to get another one. Well, Six, so, if you come over to my house, I guess me and you is going to be fighting over the peanut butter. Bring it. Yeah. How many sandwiches do you think you can eat? Uh, I'm not sure, but I'll put it this way. That's my favorite kind, too, so I guess we're going to be fighting over the peanut butter. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess I'll have to get an extra big jar so that we ain't fighting over it, okay? Yeah. I, I love peanut butter. I mean, it is nothing like eating the peanut butter sandwich with coffee. It's nothing like it. No. Nope. Amen. Uh, crunchy or smooth? Which way you like it? Now, now here's the crazy thing. So when I was younger, my grandmother used to get me crunchy, and that has the blue top on it. Uh, I got older, and my father, he said, take you back to your childhood. And he got me a jar of crunchy. That peanut butter sat there until somebody else ate it. He said, ah, taste buds change, the taste buds change. And I said, yes, sir. So now it's nothing but creamy. I do skippy. I don't do just. I do skippy. And you know what they say, choosy bobs, choose just. I'm not a mom, so. Hello? <laughs> well, 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 Mama Six, what, are you on the road? Let me, let, me, let me read this post. It says, congratulations. 
to uh, the radio personality man, extraordinaire. Let me finish reading. I'm a mother. Radio personality extraordinaire road to stardom of the road to stardom radio. Well, is six months pregnant, and we're wishing her the best with her little bundle, her little bundle of joy. That is a lot. And uh, it, listen, it's all right. It's okay. That's a okay. lot. Listen, listen to me. You're about to be a mother, Road. Uh, so no, embrace it. Aren't you, Road, to start them? Nope. Huh? Nope. It's okay. I I I I got a, a present for the baby. So it's gonna be another little road running around, y'all. No, <laughs> it's not. Road it's okay. It's okay. Don't supposed to be happy around this time. Uh, no. Nope. Congratulations. Nope. Right. It's all right. Not me. Yeah, it's you. Nope. It's all right. It's all right. Nope. Not me. Well, normally when they say that, it's them. Our time has passed. No, no, it hasn't. Ruth mm-hmm. got pregnant at 90 years old. No one's getting pregnant at 90 years old. <laughs> Ruth did. What? Am I uh, Wolfgang? What, what are they? Ruth got pregnant at 90 years old? That was in the Bible. That wasn't present day now. Well, what's the difference? A woman's a woman. What's the difference? The difference is God granted her a child. And he granted you one too. No, Congratulations. He no, he did not. It's all right. Okay. I'll babysit for you. It's all right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any baby sitter. If Ruth can have a baby at have a baby at thirty two. No. It's not the same. Missionary Kid, please explain why Ruth in the Bible was able to have a baby. Missionary Kane. I don't know what y'all doing today. We got to get Barry back on the phone because I don't know what y'all doing. I'm calling Missionary Kane for him to explain to you why Ruth in the Bible had a baby. Missionary Kane, are you still there with us? 
Yeah, I'm right here. You don't hear the lady talking to you? So can you explain? Yeah, what I'm saying, you're, okay, okay, everybody, listen, listen, listen. Sarah was the one who was 90 years old, but Ruth in the Bible, who married Boaz, she was in childbearing age. Don't get the two mixed up. Sarah was 90 years old, past childbearing age, but God granted her because it was God's plan so that Abram would have, Abraham would have a child, and thus that's where the nation of Israel came through. Oh. But Ruth was of childbearing age. She was still young. Don't get the two mixed up, Six. I thought you was kidding this on Sunday afternoons. Okay. Thank you. You, no, better be, no, was, you better go on the rewind and listen again. Yeah, I was serious. Uh, okay, so so, uh, <laughs> so I with that. The roof, it was Sarah. So you had okay, the name well, wrong. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> I am not Sarah in the Bible. It's all right. And I can't say who the father is, but, I mean, we all know him. Uh, let's let's just say he well he's a rock star. The rock star. <laughs> There's no rock star in my life. I'm not having a baby. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Oh yeah, and, uh, I, and I'm excited for her. Every Sunday, every Wednesday uh, uh, and Sunday, you talk about the Bible and how you get the two names wrong. Well, uh, you know, it happens. Because uh, he wasn't listening to the rewind, he's got to go back and do his homework. Yep, he's been caught. He hasn't been doing his homework. That's you, what you, it was. You was, mm-hmm. you was there, Been bro. Caught. You, was, you was listening, bro. I didn't know, dude. I mean, uh, you've been caught, six. So, uh, right, right, road. Let's get after him, road. Let's get after him. He's been caught red-handed, not listening to the program at Six Eyes Station Two at nine p.m. He hasn't been listening. Hadn't been doing the rewind. Ooh, been caught red-handed. Well, we talked about we talked about Sodom and Gomorrah last Sunday. No, 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 not uh, yeah. We talked about Sodom and Gomorrah, but we also talked about uh, he right at the during that chapter. We also talked at the very beginning. It talked about Abraham and Sarah and how God said He would come back in one year. We talked about Jesus saying He was going to come back in one year, the time of life to Abram and Sarah laughed, saying, yeah, right, I'm going to have a child. It was right there. Last Sunday, go back, listen to the rewind. You've been caught red-handed. All right. I'll go back and listen. Oh. (laughs) Busted. And this narrative, who was Ruth married to? Ruth was married to the man of the Bible. Ruth was married to Boaz. 
Okay. Well, Sarah was married to Abraham. Sarah was married to Abraham. Ruth was married to Boaz. And how old was Ruth in the Bible? Uh, it didn't say how old Ruth was, but she was a, a, a child. And Sarah no, was she. Nine. It doesn't give her age, but it does say she was a childbearing age. That's right. And Sarah was ninety. Yeah, I mean, years old. she was younger than Sarah. A lot younger. <laughs> so that means you're just thirty-two years old, and you're I able to I'm have not. kids. You're <laughs> well. You're not older than me. The only way I would get pregnant is if we have an, another immaculate conception, like Mary. <laughs> it could happen. Call this number, 515. And that's not happening. Two, two. <laughs> Call this number, 515 Oh, yes. Right, missionary king. You think you can have another man yep. again? But hey, that doesn't say that God doesn't work in this day and age, and that it couldn't happen if that's, that's His plan. That's right. You never know, Rose. Hey, <laughs> it could happen, but He has to have a reason for it. He has to have a reason. Well, Road always says she wanted children, and I think you know, it's a that. Well, you are Road, right? So it doesn't matter what I my name is. You are you getting smart? Are you are you yelling at me? I've always been smart, never dumb. Please don't <laughs> yell at me. Please, please don't yell at me. It's not nice. Well, we better watch out or Trump might join us. Yeah, he might. I want you all to be nice to Barry if he calls back in here. Because I do think that he was a little bit wrong in, in some of his thinking. But, uh, you know, we are a non-judgmental station and we don't, want to judge anybody we want to bring people uh, together because that's what it's all about uh here on the station <laughs> and uh wolf i'm gonna need your help the next time he calls back in because he was a little rude and uh, I, I thought you would get him together like you got uh the other gentleman together i can't think of his name right now uh, yeah, well, I was uh, getting ready to, but uh, Queen Nye took care of it, so he, he was, he's getting on my nerves, so I was getting ready to, but Queen Nye finished the job. Now he might be after her, and I, I don't know, so uh, maybe he's going to now and he's going to wake up next Tuesday. And then, and, then, and then be nice, perhaps. 
Maybe. Maybe she got his attention. I don't so know. Mr. Ken, what are you talking about tomorrow on the on the show? Well, tomorrow we'll be uh, featuring uh, on the Wednesday night Bible study. We will be featuring a um, another message from our Holiness Bibles for the Blind archives. We will have a great message from Ruth with her Bible prophecy. So. And her Bible prophecy, she will be talking about Egypt in Bible prophecy. So we've been featuring for a while different messages from our Holiness Bibles for the Blind archives, different preachers that you could check out, and also be able to download for free right from our website. So, I mean, there's a lot of good messages there, and I felt that, hey, give people a little difference in different preachers, uh, something that they can enjoy and be able to check out. So, and it's been going pretty well with that. Okay. Now, are you still doing the trivia questions? Um, no, we're not doing trivia questions on the Wednesday show. But, we, yeah, we are doing eventually, which you will be uh, brought in eventually, Sister Road. We do what we call our song and poem, which is what you do. We have a song and a poem that you that you got to compare the two and give the common message. Okay? So far, we've got a tie for the lead so far because there's a set of 26, and we got a tie for the lead at 22 for 26 between Emily Barnum and Pastor Bonnet. Taking second place is, of course, Brother Six, who is 20 for 26, and then Sister Ruth taking up the last slot, and she is 17 for 26. No, Ruth didn't. So as we go through the different six eyes personalities. What do you mean by that? You thought Ruth would have more than six. Are you are you implying that six Ruth doesn't know? more versed in the Bible. Well, well, well these are so, uh, road road. These are not all Bible verse songs. Some oh. are secular songs paired with a type of gospel uh, a gospel message type poem and some are not gospel message poems but so they're, they're all teamed together and the idea is to come up with a common message a common thread between the two oh, okay and and so the idea is to see who gets the most correct answers oh alright and so Yep, Ruthie, you would think she would have gotten the most correct over everybody, but nope, she hasn't. So the idea is to see who gets the most out of the Six Eyes personalities that are on Six Eyes Radio Network. And so we are seeing who gets it. Uh, we're getting ready to start with uh, Dr. Doug Quick. He'll be taking the next round this next coming, not not tomorrow, but the next week, he'll be starting 
to go through the 26 pairs, and we're going to see where he uh, winds up. Okay. All right. Good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Can you give the people an example of what what it would be? Okay. For example, like, okay, we have uh, a song called Jesus Take the Wheel. Carrie Underwood, paired uh-huh. with a song, paired with a song called "The Bar," uh, paired with a poem called "The Bar." Okay, and you take the song "Jesus Take the Wheel" and the poem called "The Bar," and you you listen to the lyrics of the song, and you take the words of the poem, and you listen to both, and you come up with a common message between the two. What is the common message? I'm not going to say here because that wouldn't be fair. Okay? So the idea is to listen to both and so we, we get a hold of the person who's doing it. They listen to both and then they try to give their common response. And then if they get the answer correct, they get a correct buzzer. Now if they get the wrong buzzer, now some of the personalities have decided to use some of our little sound effects, they either decide to shoot the buzzer with a gun or blow it up with dynamite, the bad buzzer, and, you know, for fun, and makes it interesting. Or in the case of Pastor Bonnet, when he did his, he kept saying for the bad buzzer, oh, I'm going to just pray for that buzzer. <laughs> so, so it just all depends on the person who's doing the responses and if they get the bad buzzer, what they want to do. Okay. So it makes it interesting. Because I know that song. I just don't, I've never heard of that poem. So. Right. So the idea is listening to the two, you you you, you pair them up, and it, it, when, when they're paired up, you listen to them, and then you just say, okay, this is what it is, and then you give an answer. Yep. So that's the idea. So uh, eventually here we're going to get you into the lineup and see how you do. Okay. Which would be really interesting because you like to do trivia. Well, this will be your turn to be one of those who get the uh, some questions. Yeah, I do like trivia. Yeah, and so this time it would be you being asked it's a type of trivia, what the common message between a poem and a song is, and there's 26 sets of them. That's good. And the, and the songs range from, like, of course, as I pointed out, Jesus Take the Wheel. That's a country and western song. Some are uh, uh, what you might call, okay, they're, they're uh People of color who are singing gospel music. And then there's southern gospel songs. So a mixture of a little bit of everything for the songs. And then, of course, the poems. There's a different – Ruth reads some of the poems, and then I've even got a football coach doing one of the poems. Okay. So, and you just listen to the words of the poem, and you listen to the lyrics of the song, and you say, okay, this is what I think the common message is between the two. 
And then if you get it right, you get it right, and you get the good buzzer. If you get the wrong, the wrong answer, you get the wrong buzzer, and there you go. Hmm. So. All right. What you doing on your show tonight? What am I doing on my show? Don't know. Don't know. Now, come on, Road. Your show, and you don't even know what you're doing on your show yet? Come on. You, you don't know your person. The reason why I say I don't know is because I go off how I feel. So, like, I, I say like today, I say I feel terrible. Never know, I might want to play nothing but sad songs just because I feel terrible. Or I say I feel good, I play nothing but happy songs. Well, uh, Rose, I, I, I didn't think you felt that way. I thought you felt with your fingers. <laughs> like, well, I did. I thought you felt with your fingers. I may feel like playing some old school music, so I may play old school music. I may feel like playing country, I'll play some country music. So, okay. So, ah, it's a new way of feeling. I never knew that. I always thought in order to feel, you have to use your fingers and you feel something that's hard or soft, (laughs) warm or cold or, or... Rough or smooth or something like that. I didn't know you felt music. <laughs> I didn't know it was tactile. Like, let's see, what was it? Saturday, either, I think it was Saturday show or, no, not Saturday, it was Friday show. I played a mixture of Classic, old school music. Um, I played some Kenny Loggins, some Cindy Lauper, as well as old school R&B. So I mixed the two together. Okay. So we got classic, as they would say, like classic rock or classic soft rock, put it that way, soft rock. So that's what I was doing. That's why I played Friday. So sometimes I get in those spaces where I just want to hear a certain genre of music, so I play just that genre. And if it's R&B, sometimes I mix the new school R&B with the old school R&B so people get a mixture of both. So you may tune in, well, and you may hear a song, a song that you like that's an old school song, and then you may hear a song that's a new school song that you never heard before. So you, you know. Uh, well, I'll put it this way, uh, Road. I got two songs. If you ever decide to play them together. Uh, you'll find a common thread between the two. Okay? Are they gospel songs? Uh, no. They're both country, 
Western music songs. Now, one is an older song, one's a fairly new song. The older song is Red Sylvine, Little Family Soldier. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the newer song, uh, I'd have to look up the artist, but um, the newer song is called The Little Girl. Okay. I will have to look that up. Like I said, they're both the same genre, but one is older, one is newer, and if you listen to both, they have one common thread between the two. And sometimes, you know, when doing this show, I do what's called old new school. And the reason why I called it I call it that is because there are a lot of new school artists remaking old school songs. So you say like you might say like Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, someone might remake Let's Get It On, so I'll play the new school version of an old school song. So I call it new new old school. Yeah, but these two, even though they're they they're different from each other, they're they're different. Okay, the titles are different. They're not the same song, but they have the same theme. Okay. Mhm. Same genre, same theme, but they're two different songs. So, like I said, the first one was, and it's an older song, Red Sylvine. Little Family Soldier, and the newer song, I, I'd have to actually look it up, but you could find it very easy to Ninety seconds. And that's it. And you won't have no problem figuring out the common thread. So it seems it's time for us to say goodbye to our listening friends. We'll be back again next Tuesday with another edition of Six and Rose on Old Sixty Seconds Radio. We'll be discussing great topics that is going on in the world and giving our opinions, as well as doing some trivia as we always do. So I appreciate our listeners. I will be back at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the Indie Experience. And the next show on Six Eyes Radio will be, Missionary can let them know what the next show will be. Okay, the next show will actually be on Six Eyes Radio Network 2. That will be at 4 p.m. Eastern. You call 515-605-9340. Again, 515 Five nine three four zero. That's at four p.m. Eastern. That is the Six Eyes Children's Bible Time. That's a show where we have it geared for the little ones. A Bible study. Then, of course, here on the same station, four two four two four three nine six one seven four two four two four three nine six one seven seven p.m. The Six Eyes Wednesday Night Bible Study, 
and that's the one we just discussed a little earlier about where Ruth will have her Bible prophecy about Egypt, and we we feature the message from our Holiness Bibles for the Blind website archives, and, of course, the song and poem, and some great gospel music, southern gospel, country gospel, for your listening pleasure. Amen. Amen. So we are going to say peace, one love. We appreciate you always rocking with us. Keep rocking with us because we're going to keep giving you great programming on both stations. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, America. Anything you want to say to the people before we're out six? Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.